For more than 65 years, Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital, has been meeting our community's health care needs. And we are proud to present the Healing Podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. Some people need an extra level of care and support, and palliative care can provide specialized relief and care. With us is Dr. Matthew Kadix, Medical Director of the Palliative Care Program at Marin General Hospital. Dr. Kadix, thank you so much for your time today. So let's start with this. What is palliative care? Well, palliative care really at its heart is, is really a basic type of medicine that focuses on living well. And it's, um, it, it really looks at quality of life, and it looks at the person being at least as important, but I would say more important than the diseases they're um, faced with. So really it's about um, focusing on quality of life and really helping people to thrive as much as possible um, when they're facing serious illness. So what are some of the myths then or misconceptions surrounding this specialty, such as, you know, questions like, is palliative care just another term for hospice or end-of-life care? And is palliative care ever used for non-terminal patients? Yeah, that's a good question. And, I, you know, I, I think because palliative care really focuses on people who are struggling with, with serious illness, there can be that false association that palliative care is only for people who are dying or, or it's the same thing as hospice care. And really, it's not. So um, palliative care is for those who have serious illness, but it is also done in conjunction with curative measures. So there's a couple big differences from hospice care, whereas in, in hospice care, you're kind of at a point where the, the curative measures are not helpful or beneficial, and so people elect to forego further attempts at, at uh, curative measures. With palliative care, that's done in conjunction with curative measures. So there's, um, there's no limit to the types of medicine or the scope of medicine you can receive. Um, hospice also has a very important qualification that to qualify for hospice care, you have to be in what we would think, you know, the doctors would think would be your last six months of life, the prognosis of six months or less. And that is not the case for palliative care. There is no prognosis requirement. So um, people, you know, people who are receiving palliative care might be very ill, but they, hopefully, the goal is that they would be completely cured and and live uh, long, healthy lives. Um, so, so those are two real important differences. So hospice care then is end of life, and palliative care is more for curative care, if you will. So then, what situations, or, or maybe this is better, what conditions might call for palliative care? Um, so you can think of you know, really any serious illness. Now, it can be chronic illnesses. It can be acute illnesses. Um, Some examples would be someone who has very advanced, let's say, heart failure or kidney failure or um, um, lung issues. Uh, It could be someone who has cancer um, in the more advanced stages or even in the beginning stages of cancer that are struggling with very difficult symptoms. So really, any serious illness is appropriate for palliative care. And what types of treatments then are used in palliative care? Well, so palliative care, again, is going to focus on the quality of life and the way that people are coping with the illness. So, you know, you can imagine if you have pretty serious illness, those are the folks who are going to tend to have the the most suffering in different ways, uh, if it's physical or emotional, um, spiritual, psychological. So palliative care will definitely focus on the symptoms, Um, you know, a common symptom people are familiar with is pain, or it might be breathlessness or nausea. 
uh, sometimes the um, the good cancer treatments have pretty serious side effects, and we really want to focus on those side effects so that we can minimize them and help people live their lives. Um, symptoms go beyond the physical symptoms, and often when you are struggling with illness, there are um, very difficult decisions you have to make. There, it, it can become very, very complicated. Some of the patients I see have five or six consultants, and they're all doing their part and doing good work, but it's often hard for the patient and family to really understand what's going on and how all these pieces fit together and and how to make decisions about treatments when um, there's really a big uh, kind of plus and minus. There's a big weighing of the the pros and cons. So palliative care will, will really help people with their understanding of the illness and kind of the care planning and coordinating with all of the different uh, physicians and family members involved. Um, so, you know, so it's a, just to kind of sum, summarize it, it's symptom management and helping with difficult symptoms. It's helping with understanding of, of your situation and what's going on and what the care options are. And it's helping with planning um, of deciding, okay, for me, for, for this individual, this is really the best path. And here's how I get everybody together and coordinate with all the different parts of that person's care uh, and, and make the best plan for them. So it's very comprehensive then. And how does the palliative care team work with the patient's primary care physician? Right, and I'm glad you said team uh, because it is a team, um, and there's usually a few, um, four main components to the palliative care team. Um, there's there's a physician or a nurse practitioner, a provider. There's a social worker. There's spiritual care, and there's and there's nursing. Um, all of those um, disciplines are part of the team, and we will work with the uh, referring physician or the primary care provider hand in hand. Um, so it kind of it just depends on each situation. Um, there might be a referral where the where the primary physician um, is, doesn't have privileges to come to the hospital and see the patient, and so the palliative care team will have an extremely active role and be calling or communicating with the primary doc. Um, and it can be in, a, in an outpatient setting uh, where there's where there's a referral, and there will be either direct moment to moment communication with the primary doctor. Often, I'm on the phone with them during a patient interview when important questions come up, um, or there's just you know, communication um, uh, after the visit and, and planning for the next visit. Those okay. kind of things would be fairly similar to, you know, if you go to another specialist like your cardiologist, your cardiologist would uh, talk with your primary doctor. Um, palliative care tends to really emphasize that type of coordination of care. Right. And then, Dr. Cadix, how do you get palliative care? Do you call a physician like you, or does your primary care physician or specialist refer you? How does that work? Um, so there's, you know, the field of palliative care is growing tremendously, um, and most there's, you know, inpatient and outpatient programs, and most inpatient programs will require some sort of physician referral, but most hospitals also have it worked out that any patient can ask for palliative care, and um, the um, nurses and floor clerks know about the palliative care program. Uh, so, if, so someone could ask directly. Uh, certainly, uh, the um, Marin General website has links to our palliative care service in our line. Um, if the palliative care physician is going to see someone, they would always communicate with the attending physicians as well. So, so in answer to your question, I mean, yes, there's any any there's all those ways are possible to get palliative care. You can ask for it directly. Um, you can 
get it through your primary physician. And the, the same would go inpatient and outpatient. Um, the, the challenge right now in this period of growth for palliative care is, is building enough uh, outpatient facilities and um, access. Uh, that's something that Marin General is working very hard on right now to um, create an outpatient program. Hmm. Okay. So then is palliative care the decision? Is it made then by the patient and the patient's family or, or spouse or partner? And, and what is the impact on the patient's family or the caregiver's? Uh, well, yes, the decision to, to ask for palliative care, um, you can, it can be suggested. So certainly the attending physician can say, I really think palliative care would help. Uh, but ultimately, uh, we believe very strongly in, you know, uh, patient autonomy and empowering the patient for, for what they feel is right for them. So palliative care would never be forced on anybody. Um, but it's, it's usually something that's in any way it's going to help. It's going to either help with the symptoms or clarification. Um, so, so ultimately, it comes down to the patient's choice. Um, I would say 99% of the time, if, when the patient understands what palliative care is, they will accept that extra layer of help and support. Um, the impact is really a deeper understanding of what they're facing and a much deeper layer of support um, both for the physical and emotional symptoms, but also um, for the um, family and psychosocial benefits of how, you know, it's, I really look at like that saying, you know, it takes a village to care for someone and with serious illness it does. You know, it takes a village of caring people with their arms around um, the loved one who's ill to really help them do the best they can. Right, and that's a very important benefit for the family as well as the patient. Well, Dr. Kadix, thank you so much for talking with us today about palliative care. For more health tips and information from Marin General Hospital, you can join Health Connection at maringeneral.org slash healthconnection. That's maringeneral.org slash healthconnection. This is the Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin General Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.